Welcome to Wuffles Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wuffle. Aaron Rodgers has played 18 seasons for the Green Bay Packers. Now the question is whether he'll play a 19th season for them. Greetings, I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks for joining Rob Reichel and I for another epic Packers podcast. Good day, my partner. That's the goal, my friend. We'll make it epic. <laughs> One way like, or the other. I like huh? the word. <laughs> there you go. Rob, I got to ask you this. I hope you, unlike Rogers, aren't still deciding whether to return to our podcast next season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, I, I need a few weeks to kind of chew on things and, you know, get away from it all and probably take my own personal journey. When I get back from that, Gary, I'll, I'll let you know how things look for September. I don't want Gary. I don't want to hold you hostage though. That's, hey. that's the last thing I want to do. So if, if there's another beat guy out there, you want to, <laughs> you want to throw into the mix, Gary, I, I guess that at the end of the day, that that is your prerogative. But well, Rob, uh, sincerely, why don't you give me a few weeks, so Gary, to complete my personal journey and and my uh, ayahuasca trip? Well, that's what I was going to suggest. Maybe we should uh, get a one-way ticket to Peru <laughs> <laughs> and sample the goods down there. So, anyways, well, you know what, Rob, P- Packer President uh, Mark Murphy once described Rogers as a quote, complicated person. And uh, that might be an understatement. I I think he's absolutely, utterly interesting, whether you like him or not. I I think he's the most interesting sports figure on the planet. Uh, So it shouldn't have come as a surprise to anyone last week, uh, or earlier this week, I should say, when he was on the McAfee show, that He's going to take some time to figure this out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's had, what, two or three weeks now to figure this out, and he still needs more time, and he's had, what, several meetings with the Packer Brass, and I I don't know, Rob, this is getting old. It really is. Yeah, we're we're at 10 days, I guess, Gary, since since the loss to the Lions, when you and I are, 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 are doing this podcast. But it's certainly something you think, he would have been chewing on through the course of the year as well. And by the time exactly. of December, exactly. early January, and he kind of looked around that locker room, he had a pretty good gut feeling whether he, he wanted to be back or not. Gary, Gary, let's be, he's going to play football in 2023. He, he loves everybody to spend the last three weeks of January, half of February talking about him, his future. You call him the most interesting man in the world. I call him the most arrogant um, we'll just, we'll, 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 substitute a word there. And, 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 and when you're that arrogant and full of yourself and mm, more arrogant you, than LeBron, boy, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> he, I guess, I guess, I guess flip a coin. It, may, mm. it might vary on the given day of the week. They're certainly in the same conversation, which, which certainly isn't a good thing either for, for management and teammates and coaches and things like that. Gary, I think when it's all said and done, at least my opinion is that there's no way this guy's walking away from $59.5 million in 2023. He still believes he can quote unquote play at an extremely high level, an MVP type of level. I don't agree. I think we saw the beginning of the end in 2022. You know, the question now becomes 
should the Packers bring him back? That that's a whole other discussion that, that I, I think you and I can get into today here on, on the podcast. Does, you know, does he egg him the best chance to win in 2023? Does bringing him back align you salary cap wise for the greatest level of success come 2024, 2025, or can you start to get your books cleaned up a little bit because the Packers are in salary cap hell over the next year or two, because they've kicked so many contracts down the road, you know, you know, Gary, if, if, if I'm Packer management, if I'm Mark Murphy or Gouda Kunst or, or even Matt LaFleur, Russ Ball, whoever, it's pretty simple to me, you know, They've done the same thing with Rodgers here over and over and over again for the last 12 years. And if they expect different results, Gary, the definition of that is insanity. Insanity simply says if you do the same thing over and over and over again and think things are going to be different, you know, you're you're fooling yourself. And that's where they are right now with, with Rodgers, Gary. They're on a 12-year window. They're on a 12-year path. Uh, where the ultimate goal in that town and that organization and that franchise in that city is to win a Super Bowl. And they haven't gotten it done with this guy. And, and I can give you a million analogies here, Gary. You know, if, if you're in a terrible 12-year marriage and every year on your anniversary, let's say you tell yourself things are going to get better and they don't, guess what? In year 13, they're probably not going to get any better, are they? You know, Gary, if if once a year I call you over to my house and I punch you in the arm and you go, damn, that hurt. And now it's year 13 and I give you a call and I say, Gary, why don't you come on over today? You're probably not coming to the Reichel house, are you? And nor, nor should you. I mean, Gary, it's, it's Gary. It's simple to me. The bottom line is they're not winning a Super Bowl with this guy ever again. They're, they're not, they're, they're just not. It's that simple. They were eight, nine this year. You know, he's coming off his worst season since becoming a starter or the starter in 2008. He's 39, so he's no spring chicken. You saw it this year, Gary. He's, he, he's starting to lose his legs. Um, so many of the big plays he's made the last decade have come when he's outside of the pocket, when that initial play breaks down. And he can't do that anymore, Gary. It's when he's gone outside the structure and the fabric of the offense where he's been so unbelievably dynamic and made plays outside the pocket and on the run. And, and that's what terrifies the defense. Gary, that element of his game is gone um, or it's certainly declined dramatically. And he's not getting that back. You don't get your, you don't get your legs back at, at 39 years old. Now, Gary, let's throw in the fact he is one of the greatest big game chokers in the history of this sport. People are finally realizing that and coming, you know, kind of coming to that conclusion. It took them a long time, but, but after that lions game a couple of weeks ago, Gary, I saw a number of national guys start to compare him to James Harden and, and people like that, who. Now, you know, now that's a, that's a low blow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very fair blow, Gary. I wrote at Forbes the other day, if, if, if his last 12 years were a movie, the, the title of that movie would be Big Games, Little Performances. And that's what they've gotten out of Aaron Rodgers in big games. And, and I won't bore you with them all, Gary. You know, I, we won't go through all the details of, you know, his meltdown in 2011 in the playoffs when they were 15-1 and one, or the 2014, 16, and 19 NFC Championship games. But here's what I am going to throw at you. 
Okay, L- listen to these stats, and I'm going to go slow because I want the listeners to chew on these a little bit. Okay, I'll have to uh, chew on them a little bit. <laughs> there you go, Gary. Yeah. And, Gary, right and the, Gary, and the so so. Let's go to 2020, 21, and 2022. All right, the last three, the last three seasons in the games where they were eliminated. 2020 is Tampa Bay in the NFC title game. Right. 2021 is the 49ers in the divisional round in 2022. It's technically a regular season game, Gary, but it really was a playoff game in essence against the lions two weeks ago. Right. All three games at Lambeau field. Right. Gary in the fourth quarter alone of those games, fourth quarter only. So biggest moments. This is when the Mahomes, the, the Josh Allen's, the Joe Burrow step up and, and, and win big games and take you to super bowls and take you deeper in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers vanishes Gary in those fourth quarters alone. He was 10 of 24 for 83 yards, mm-hmm. one interception, zero touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 33.9, 33.9 in the fourth quarter of your last three elimination games. Now in Detroit, in the Detroit game alone, Gary fourth quarter, two of six, 12 yards, one pick, no touchdowns, passer rating of 2.8. 2.8? So that was 2.8. Three, you know, and under a three. Gary, you could have done that. Any practice squad quarterback. That is mind boggling. Wow. So with your season on the line and your $50, $50 million man being asked to lead you to the next round of, a, of the playoffs, or in the case of the Lions game, lead you into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers absolutely vanishes. And that's the narrative that a lot of people out there are terrified to tell Gary. They're afraid to tell that story that in these big games, Aaron Rodgers has been absolutely dreadful and he's been horrendous at huge moments. You know, that interception he threw to really end the season against Detroit, Gary was a cowardly throw. He just, he kind of threw up a lob and a moon ball. It was, you know, he kind of lost his nerve at that point in time. And, and then they never saw the football again. They, they, and, and he had Alan Lazard again, wide open on a crossing route. Um, and that happened a couple of years ago too. Much yeah. like in that San Francisco game, in the, in the divisional round last year, when things yes. went, you know, went haywire and they lost that game, Gary. I think a lot of people know his stats, Gary, from this year. I, I mean, we, we can pick them apart here but almost in every significant category from, from quarterback rating to touchdowns per game, to passing yards, to yards per completion, everything, Gary career lows. He's making 59 and a half million dollars next year, Gary, 49.5 in, in 2024. So what, what does that put the Packers on the hook for $109 million to him? You know, if the Packers trade him, Gary, or he retires, there is a salary cap hit. Obviously it's the, it, it, it's the way of the world, but it, but it's not nearly as bad if they moved him after June 1st this year, that right. cap hit goes down significantly, you know, and Gary, here's the other thing. If they trade him now, they'll still get back some draft capital, not what they would have gotten two summers ago when he was holding the organization hostage, whether he was going to come back or not, not Russell Wilson draft capital that Seattle just fleeced from Denver last off season. But I would think, Gary, they can get a one and a two, a one and a three. There's a lot of desperate teams out there looking for a quarterback. 
There's a lot of teams, Gary, that have general managers who are completely on the hot seat right now. They've been told by ownership, you're down to one year. You know, look at Indianapolis. They can't figure out the quarterback. Look at, look at Washington, where that's a mess with a potential new ownership group. Uh, look at Las Vegas, where they're moving on from Carr, or Tennessee, where they're going to move on from Tannehill. You know, a lot of these cities, Gary, look at, look at the Jets, Gary, which have a terrific roster. And they just, they completely messed up on the Zach Wilson pick. So they have the quarterback wrong. A lot of these teams, Gary, are desperate for a quarterback. And I'm sure they believe if they can add Aaron Rodgers to the mix. Well, you, know, you, saw, you, you, you saw the comment by the uh, Jets owner uh, after they were eliminated and he came out, you know, we're a, we're a quarterback away. Yeah, for sure. You know, right. And they are. If Green Bay waits another year or two, Gary, they're probably not getting anything back or very little for Rodgers if, if they tried to trade him then. Every year, it kind of, it's, it's kind of like driving a car, right? The value of it goes down every single year. And that's where they are right now with Aaron Rodgers. Again, I still think they can get a couple of pretty high picks for him. And now's the time to do it. Because, Gary, let's be honest. It is time to find out also if Jordan Love can play or not. I mean, I can tell you right now, Love is not going to want to come back for year number four as a backup. No professional athlete wants to sit on the no, bench for four years. Absolutely not. And you can't blame him, you know? No, and no, and 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 honestly, Gary, he deserves better than that. You know, so if so if they are gonna stay married to Rogers, you know, I I think Love's camp is gonna squawk loud enough, probably much like Devontae Adams people did last year, that the Packers are gonna wind up trading him and you're never gonna find out exactly what you had. And the worst case scenario, then Gary, your nightmare there becomes, you know, you trade him to a team, Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, whatever, one of these teams that's desperate for a quarterback. And he goes on and he, you know, he turns into a top 10 quarterback in the league. Now, I personally, I don't think he's going to quite become that, but I think he's going to be between like 10 and 15, Gary. I, I think you can win with this guy, but more importantly, I think internally in that organization, they believe they can win with Jordan Love. Again, I don't think they believe that love is Rodgers. I, I, th- I hearken back to 2008, Gary, and I had a lot of people in the building telling me, you know, that was the year they lost uh, to the Giants in the NFC Championship game, the 07 NFC Championship game, and then Favre waffled. And, and when Favre retired, a lot of people in the building, and even leading up to that Giants game, Gary, a lot of people in the building told me they thought Rodgers might give them a better chance. You know, it took a year or two, but Rodgers obviously eventually became a Hall of Famer himself. Is that going to be Jordan Love? I doubt it. But again, Gary, I, I think he's a guy um, who, if you put the right pieces around him, playmaker-wise, surround him with a solid defense. And, and keep in mind, you know, he, he's going to be making dramatically less money than, than Aaron Rodgers did. So you're going to have a lot of extra cap space there to go and find yourself some extra playmakers. I think they can win 10, 11, 12 games a year with Jordan Love. And at some point in time, Gary, they need to find that out. I, I had some reservations about Jordan Love until that Philadelphia game. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I thought he was terrific. Uh, I, I don't remember his stats off the top of my head, but I, I was thinking like, you know what? Right now he looks better than half the quarterbacks in the league. And I, I really think potentially he could easily be a top 10 quarterback. Um, but just, just getting back to Roger's comments the other day at McAvee's show though, uh, Mac, McAvee should, you know, do something for Rogers, something extreme. I mean, McAvee's <laughs> nobody unless Rogers pops up on his show, but, uh, anyways, 
he made a comment uh, during that show about how he wants Bakhtiari back. He wants Cobb back. He wants Mercedes Lewis back. And I, I forgot a couple other guys. And I'm thinking like, wait a second, you know, now it's to the point where he's making demands on basically how to run the team. And I'm sure he's done this, you know, behind the scenes, but if I'm good if I'm Mark Murphy, I go, no, you're, you're not going to tell us how we're going to run our team. It, it, it's that simple. And the problem is, of those guys that I listed, how much of an impact would they have on the Packers next year? They're all in the twilight of their careers. Bakhtiari, you, you don't know, you know, from week to week if he's going to play. Cobb is done. Lewis is done. I thought he's done, you know, last year already. No, I, I, I just don't accept it. I mean, if those are terms and conditions for him to remain in Green Bay, I, I just tell him, you know, hey, thanks for the memories and we got to move on. Gary, if you let Aaron Rodgers run the football team, he, he, he'd he very well likely add a 40-year-old Jordy Nelson, a 40-year-old John Kuhn, a 40-year-old Clay Matthews, and, and you know, a, a 40-year-old uh, Charles Woodson at this point in their careers, right? I mean, he he, he, he loves to live in the past on, on a lot of things. And, 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 and these guys you just outlined here, Gary, their, their, their best playing days um, were, were several, several years ago. And if Green Bay is ever going to get over the hump, they can't keep carrying these old buddies of, of Aaron Rodgers um, uh, on the roster. And, but, Gary, that, that's the problem when you give a player uh, a, a seat at the big table at Thanksgiving instead of the mm-hmm. kids' table. And, and, and that's what the Packers did a couple of years ago when, when Gutekunz kind of caved on some things uh, back in the summer of 2020. And instead of trading him, he, you know, he, he, he told him you'll, you'll have a say in some of these organizational decisions. Oh, you want Randall Cobb? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to call up Houston and give him a draft pick for Randall Cobb. Oh, Gary, I just, sometimes I, and I'm going to date myself here. And, um, but I think back to like a Ron Wolf who would have laughed. He would have told Rogers, let's find a new home for you or, or think what Lombardi would have done with that, right? How quickly Lombardi would have traded Rogers if he was in his office squawking about who was on the football team or not. Um, Gary, but what the Packers have done here is, I mean, that they've created a power and a balance structure. That's completely out of whack, Gary. It's almost like a 1950s marriage in, you know, yeah. in, in some ways where, you know, Rogers is the guy, uh, who leaves the house during the day, goes to work, comes home and, and says to his wife, you know, where's dinner and get me my slippers. And Brian Gutekunz <laughs> runs out and, 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 and gets him a meatloaf and his slippers and a paper and a, and a cigar. It's just a, it, it, it's a power and control situation in a relationship that is so out of whack. And, you know, it, it, it wound up there, Gary, two summers ago when, when Green Bay and, 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 ma- and their management team kind of groveled to have him come back. And, and then last year at, at this time, roughly they gave him the biggest contract in NFL history, the three-year $150.8 million contract. Gary, it would be one thing if he was still playing at the level of a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a, a Joe Burrow, for example, maybe you could live with some of this stuff. I'm not for it ever. I don't care who the player is. It, you know, I wouldn't have been for it during you know, the, the 95 to 97 stretch where Brett Favre won three straight MVPs. You just, you just don't give a player um, a say in some of these things that the Packers have, um, you know, but when the Packers gave Rogers this contract, Gary, you know, they, they thought to themselves, okay, sure. You know, 
we're going to do this because we're getting Patrick Mahomes back with right for the, for the money they're investing. We're getting Josh Allen the way Aaron Rodgers was playing in 2020 and 2021, but the way Rodgers played in 2022, Gary, I mean, the Packers got Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they got Mac Jones. I mean, they, they did not, they did not get, um, you know, one of these elite elite quarterbacks in the NFL Rodgers was as mediocre as mediocre can be in 2022. So, you know, I, I, on top of it, Gary, you know, um, that I think his skill set is declining, that it's time to find out what you have with love. I think if you move on from him now, Gary, you, you just get your house back in order. And, and they need to do that from an organizational standpoint, because right now things are completely out of control and out of whack. And, and not just with Rodgers and management, Gary, I would also argue with Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and, um, you know, he's at this point in time, Aaron Rodgers is largely neutered, uh, Matt LaFleur. And, and I'm sure deep down Matt LaFleur, Hey, he says, Hey, it's great to have a hall of fame quarterback, but the place that he calls, he'd like to see him actually called, um, and, and, and that would be the case with Jordan love. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's tired of kowtowing around this guy, much like Mike McCarthy was you know, by the end, Mike McCarthy tried to play nice for a lot of years. And it's, it's hard, Gary, when, when, when the other, when the other guy is as tricky or complicated as you pointed out at the, at the start of this podcast as as Aaron Rodgers is. So, you know, I, Hey, is it a little bit of a risk to move on from the guy? Sure. But, but again, what are you holding on to? You, you haven't won anything of significance in 12 years. You're coming off a 500 season or less than a 500 season. At some point in time, you've got to rip the bandaid, Gary. It's, it's the perfect yeah. time for them to rip the bandaid. Well, you know, the other thing too, on the, on the McAfee show, he was talking about whether the Packers were going to go into a rebuild mode or a reload build. And I go, where do you get the idea that it's a rebuild mode? There's no indication of that at all. Their rebuilding is done. Their defense is set for the next, you know, eight to 10 years. Their offense, you know, obviously needs some help and work, but most of those guys probably will be around too. So, I, again, I don't get the, the rebuild part of it at all. And then the other thing that kind of uh, caught my curiosity was he was talking about himself and the fact that he could get shocking. The, huh? Shocking. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, but but he made a point about how he could get back to his MVP form, and and I agree, he can. I, I think he's got at least two, three good years left in him. I mean, quarterbacks are so protected today that they uh, can have longer careers. But what what kind of caught my attention, and maybe I missed it, and if I did, I apologize. But he never made mention about, hey, we want to get the Packers back to the Super Bowl, okay? And and that that's kind of stuck out to me. It's like, okay, if if you're a player, that's what it's all about. It's not about being MVP or defensive player of the year or whatever. It's about winning the big one or at least getting there. And uh, you know, again, I didn't see him uh, bring that up. No, I don't think you missed it, Gary, because I listened to that as well, and I had the exact same thought when he talked about returning to a high level of play. He never mentioned the word Super Bowl whatsoever. He mentioned MVPs, right? And that in his mind is what the, and, and, and there is some truth to that winning MVP, certainly whatever justifies what type of great season a player can go on and eventually have. But like you pointed out, Gary, the number one goal should always be a Super Bowl. 
and I've questioned for a while, is that Aaron Rodgers' number one goal? You know, he talked again in McAfee too, Gary, about being quote unquote all in if he if he does elect to come back. Well, he said the same thing last year that he's all in, and then he missed the overwhelming majority the majority of of the offseason program, which undoubtedly played a role in it taking you know half of a season for him to have any type of chemistry whatsoever with the rookie wide receivers. I mean, Gary, if he is technically all in, he should be working in, you know, in March and April on, you know, um, in Arizona or California or wherever they pick, he should be working with these young wide receivers. He should be showing up in May and June in green Bay for things that are optional, not mandatory. And he hasn't done that the last few years. Um, there's a set of rules for the Green Bay Packers, largely Gary. And then there's a set of rules for Aaron Rodgers. And again, I mean, you've been around sports long enough. That doesn't play well in a clubhouse. It doesn't play well in a locker room. And I mean, Gary, that's a, that's a problem there right now. So, I mean, we'll see. I, you know, I'm sure you watched most of the playoff games last week. I watched them. You know, I, I, I watched some of these other quarterbacks, the, you know, the Dak Prescott's on Monday night and, you know, the, the, the Joe Burrows and the, and the Josh Allen's. And I just, I just thought to myself, Gary, and, 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 and maybe he can turn it back on. You'll see Mahomes this weekend, obviously at a bye. you know, I just, I thought to myself, Rogers just isn't where these guys are now. He's, you know, he, he's not where these young guys are. The, the oldest quarterback in the playoffs remaining Gary is, you know, a 29 year old Dak Prescott, the second oldest guy is a 27 year old Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Rogers is more than a decade older than these guys. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the new wave has arrived. The young guys are here. And, and I just don't think Rogers is at their level anymore. And the problem is, and the same goes for Tom Brady, Gary, you saw that on, on Monday night, father time seems to have caught him as well. And if that, it's that, was a, that, that was a sad moment because I was no, no doubt in my mind he's done. He, he, he'd be absolutely foolish to play another year. He's done. We'll, we'll see. I, th- I think <laughs> he's done too, but you know how these great athletes are. They, they don't want to hang it up. And that's why Ron Wolf said consistently, Gary, during his you know, decade as the Packers general manager, from his seat in the front office, it is always better to get rid of a player a year too early Mm-hmm. than a year too late. And, and I do wonder if the, you know, if that's what that, if that's what they've done here with Rogers, they've had a couple of chances in the last couple of years to move on from him and, and elected not to. And the version of the, uh, the version of Aaron Rodgers, Gary, that they got in 2022 was the epitome of mediocrity. And then when you consider Gary, they paid over $50 million for that version of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's, that's just, that's a bad, bad mix in terms of production from the player and then what he's counting against your salary cap. And they're not getting any salary cap relief from this guy moving forward, Gary. He's still going to kill him against the cap and against the books. And it makes it very hard then to go fill that safety position, for example, which is going to be a huge need to, you know, to, 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 to go find another outside linebacker, which, which they need to, to get some help on the offensive line, uh, to find a tight end, to re-sign any of their free agents, Gary. So, you know, when Rogers said, you know, he doesn't want to go into a rebuild, I'm with you, Gary, they're not rebuilding, but they are retooling. They are revamping because, the way they're set up right now, Gary, against the cap, 
all these guys that are free agents, the overwhelming majority of them are not coming back. The roster is going to look a lot different next year. The Alan Lazards, the Robert Tunyons, maybe the Keyshawn Nixons, the Adrian Amoses, those guys are probably going to be gone, Gary, at least most of them. They're going to have a roster where they have 20 to 25 guys. I'm betting Gary are going to be playing for the league minimum because they've got so much money that they're very top heavy with guys like, uh, you know, Rogers and, and Bakhtiari. And I mean, they'll, they'll restructure Aaron Jones, but he's still going to make a lot of money. Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Preston Smith. They're going to have to get Rashawn Gary done. I mean, the guys at the top of that roster, Gary, the top seven, eight guys are probably going to eat up two thirds to 75% of that roster. So it doesn't leave a lot of room at the bottom of the roster for anybody, you know, to make significant money. So it wouldn't shock me if they've got 20, 25 guys uh, on that team playing for the league minimum. And that makes it really hard from a depth standpoint then to eventually go and challenge a San Francisco uh, to challenge Philadelphia, to challenge the giants. You know, some of these teams, Gary, that have, uh, young stud talented rosters that still aren't making a ton of money. I, I don't know, Gary, in a perfect world, maybe Aaron Rodgers views it that they are rebuilding. He says to the team, it's time to move on. And they trade him for a one and a three to Tennessee and they turn it over to Jordan love. And, and maybe they have one Rocky season, but they get their financial situation back in line. And then by 2024, they're ready to roll again. To me, yeah. that would be the perfect situation for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you know, I mean, if if Rogers wanted to pull off a PR coup, he would come out and say, "Hey, I want to play in Green Bay. I want to win a Super Bowl." You know, everything that the Packer fan wants to hear, but but that hasn't been the case. I mean, you know, if you're really committed to an organization, you don't come out and talk about the possibilities of moving on. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a slippery slope there. But, you know, I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, Rob, but uh, you're saying they should move on from, from Rogers, correct? Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, a I, thousand I, percent, I, Gary. Every, every fiber and every story, I, every fiber of my being, every story I've written for the last <laughs> two years. Gary I, Gary, I was of the mindset back after they lost the Tampa Bay game in 2020, it was time to move on because – it was very obvious what was happening from a financial situation. And, and, and I just thought that was their, that was their last shining moment or potential shining moment with that football team. Now they were better in 2021 than I envisioned they were going to be, but I, I didn't like his antics in the summer of 2020 trying to hold the organization hostage. And, and, and like I, you know, demanding a seat, um, you know, at, at the, at the upper management table that they eventually gave him, um, I, I thought that set a bad precedent moving forward for everybody in, in the building. I thought it was time to move on from them then. Um, but yes, today, as we sit here, you know, in, in mid-January of 2023, there is absolutely no question in my mind. It, it, it's time to move on from this guy. And, and you know what? I, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' legacy in Green Bay is cemented. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what he does unless somehow he wins another Super Bowl there. But you know, it's like Brett Favre. He moved on, and everybody was upset at the time. And a couple of years later, they they fill up Lambeau Field in adoration of the guy. And I think that's going to happen with Rodgers too at some point. But it, this is by no means the first time 
that a legendary quarterback would move on. I mean, you think of Joe Montana, he moved on. You think of Brett Favre, he moved on. Johnny Unitas moved on. And, of course, Tom Brady moved on. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll be – Peyton Manning, Gary? Yeah, Peyton Manning, sure. They won a Super Bowl, yeah. There's there's a litany of great quarterbacks that ended their careers with, with another team. And, um, you know, with, with Rodgers, I'm sure there's going to be blowback on that. But at some time, you have to cut the cord and do what's best for the organization. And I think that time has come. Gary, did you see uh, some of the polls – that were put out after the the loss to Detroit. I mean, radio station guys do it. Uh, newspaper guys do it. Uh, polls just on Twitter. Do you want Rogers back or not? Did, did you see some of those? No, no. I, I, and, and, and I know emotions run hot when a season ends and, and when it ends in a disappointing fashion, like it did against the lions. Um, I, a lot of these same polls were out there last year after, you know, a day or so after they lost to the 49ers, but Gary, it was, it was 70, 30, 75, 25 uh, from the fan base that it's time to move on from Rogers. So I don't think you'd get the same level of, of blowback, the, the, the same level of anger that you did uh, 15 years ago when you moved on from Brett Favre. I mean, if you remember the summer of 08, when all that drama and nonsense was going down, uh, there was a large group of Packer fans that went to Lambeau field and protested um, the, you know, and, and yelled and screamed at, um, you know, Packer management and Ted Thompson and, and Mark Murphy about even, you know, uh, contemplating trading Brett Favre or treating him so shoddily when he wanted to return after he decided to unretire. So, um, you know, back then, Gary, when I think most of the fans wanted Brett back, I don't feel that that's the case right now. And if, you know, if, if you look at some polling numbers, if, you know, now, now, now talk radio is a slippery. Yeah, I'm, not putting, I'm not putting a lot of substance into that. Nope, those, I would, I'm not either. You know, it's, it, it, it's angry guys driving around in their car who, who don't have a whole lot better to do. So they call now, those same fans. will say, you know, they'll, they'll be at rate as soon as Jordan Love has his first bad game. Yep. Next season two. So I don't, you, you know, know but, but like Gary, if, if ever an organization is in a position to move on, they, they have what 125,000 people waiting to buy season tickets. I mean, they'll, they, 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 they could fill a stadium right now, two and a half times the size of, of, of Lambeau field. Um, you know, they've, they've never been in a better situation financially. Um, I think they've got $550 million. I, I believe is the number in terms of cash reserves, Gary, they're not going to go back to the eighties. That's my point. And, yeah. and if there's a fear inside that organization that moving on from, you know, a, a, a hall of fame quarterback now for the second time is going to set them back dramatically. They might have a hiccup or a, an off year. They had an off year though, Gary, in, in 2022, the financial commitment that the green Bay Packers make to their roster every single year is second to none, Gary. I mean, they, they max out every cent possible on that salary cap. And the one thing fans don't understand or realize Gary is because they don't go out and spend all this money and, and try to make splash moves in March on, on unrestricted free agents, they take care of their own guys inside the building. And that's where they spend their money is on second and third contracts to their own guys. And for the most part, that's been a winning formula, Gary, you know, back in the eighties when they plummeted and felt, you know, and says, and the seventies really too, Gary, and they, you know, kind of fell off the, the, the NFL 
the map of NFL landscape for a while. Um, I mean, Gary, there, there, there was no free agency. There, there was no salary cap. Um, these things are huge benefits to the Green Bay Packers today, and, and they know how to operate and they know how to maneuver these things. They will put together, you know, within a year or two, a very strong, solid, competitive football team again. When Aaron Rodgers is gone, they are not gonna, you know, they are not gonna plummet back to the level they of, you know, lousy football that they had 40 or 50 years ago. Those days are gone, Gary. This this is an organization that is completely committed to football. Um, they will find a way to win again and probably find a way to win again pretty quickly after they, you know, um, move on from Aaron Rodgers. And to me, Gary, it just feels like they've pushed that rock with Aaron Rodgers up the hill about as far as they can push it. And mm-hmm. the rock just keeps coming back down that hill and running them over. It's, it, it, it's time to find a new rock or a smaller rock and, and maybe a different hill to try to climb. Yeah, I mean, the only way I, I don't trade Aaron Rodgers is if I'm good accounts, if I'm LaFleur, and I've seen Jordan Love for three years now, and I'm convinced that he can't cut it. I mean, if they feel yep. like he, he's not the guy, then they, if they do trade him, they got to get a veteran quarterback back, which leads me into this next question. Uh, you did an article for Forbes.com the other day about potential landing spots for Rodgers and uh, maybe you want to run. I think you had five of them. If you want to run through those five real quickly and then just say which one you think makes the most sense. Yeah. And Gary, I stopped it at five, but there's probably seven or eight. I mean, there, there's a lot of teams desperate for quarterbacks. And, and like I said earlier, there's a lot of coaches and general managers right now across the league that are probably down to one year and kind of a prove it deal. I think the one that makes the most sense and, and we touched on it briefly earlier in the podcast are the jets. Um, that's a, that's a really, I think they finished. I don't have it in front of me, Gary, but I think the jets finished fourth in the league in total defense. Um, they're they're They've got some really gifted young playmakers on the offensive side of the football. Um, and, and their quarterback situation this year was just a mess. Yeah. And if they can add a quarterback, you know, it's crazy, Gary. I mean, if you think could history repeat itself, that's where yeah. obviously Brett Favre was traded yeah. in, in August of 2008 was to the jets. Could the Packers do it again uh, this time and, and send Rogers to the jets? Tell you what Rogers would love the New York uh, spotlight. I think Gary and, and that level of attention that he'd get in, in that city on a, on a daily basis versus a sleepy little green Bay. And, and he'd be going to work with uh, a, a really, really gifted young roster. So that, that is one that makes sense, Gary, Indianapolis. I, you know, mentioned earlier too, is, is a second one. They've been trying to get the quarterback situation right since uh, Andrew Luck had to surprise. <laughs> what, what a train wreck that's been. What have they gone through like seven quarterbacks in the last four years or whatever? Unbelievable. I mean, right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The one guy who actually played okay was Phillip rivers and he took him to the playoffs one year and then retired the following week. So, right. Right. you know, they've, They've been a mess with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan and uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, I mean, that general manager, Chris Ballard, who's, who's a good guy and he's a university of Wisconsin graduate. He's down to his final strike uh, again, Gary, when, when a general manager knows he doesn't have much time left and now, you know, you're, you're the Packers Gary and I, and I'm the Colts. And, and you say to me, you, you want, you want, three first round picks 
And I say, no, I'll give you two first round picks. But I know if I don't, if I don't get a quarterback, I'm screwed, right? I'm gone next year. And you say, no, it's three first round picks. Eventually I'm going to probably give you what you want, Gary. And uh, I, you know, there are teams out there right now that are like that. And the Colts are certainly one of them. You wonder if Tennessee is one of those teams, Gary, that that's like that as well. They're going to move on. It looks like this off season from Tannehill, uh, Mike Vrabel, Gary could take 11 guys right now, running around Racine where you are and probably put together a top 18, 15 defense. That's how smart Mike Vrabel is on, on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just, I, they, they, they desperately need a quarterback to pair with Derrick Henry because they've had no passing game for several years yet. You know, they're, they're always relevant. They always win nine, 10, 11 games. Uh, last year, Gary, they were the number one seed in the AFC. So you throw Rogers into that mix and you add to it, Gary, that Rogers recently bought land in Tennessee and he built a house. So it's, it's almost tailor made for him to, to step in there and, and, and take over. Um, if the Packers wanted to to send him there, yeah, you know the I team that uh, makes the most sense to me, I, and I agree with you. Every team you mentioned could use him, but I am I'm, I'm absolutely convinced either he or Tom Brady are going to end up with the Raiders. Yeah, and, and and the owner there is one of those owners that likes to make a splash. He likes big name personalities. And, uh, you know, if Brady doesn't come there, I, I could definitely see Rodgers heading there, be re- reunited with Devontae Adams' buddy. And uh, it, it's no secret the Raiders are going to unload Derek Carr. And if he's part of the deal and they throw in, a, you know, at least one first round and, like you said, a second or a third, it's a done deal. Hey, Gary, how about a sleeper in all this being New England? If Bill Belichick thinks he's down to a year or two. Can you imagine Rodgers playing for Belichick? <laughs> well, um, oh my! It, it, that might that might be a clash, but I know Belichick loves the guy. He has yeah. raved about him for you know several years as as being the kind of guy he'd love to have in you know on his football team and in his building. It really would be interesting. Um, you know, but, Belichick, but I think they're committed to the kid. I, I, uh, they're not going to win another Super Bowl though with him. And, and if and if if Bill Belichick thinks. You know, he's in his seventies, isn't he, Gary? He's 70, yeah, 71 yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, if 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 he thinks he's down to a year or two of doing this, maybe he and Rogers go out together. Maybe that timeline somehow aligns. I've just, you know, there there are some sleeper dark horses out there like that 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 would potentially make sense, right? I mean, Arizona's gonna be under a totally uh, you know, different management team now. What if they cut ties with a Kyler Murray and say he's just too small and injury prone and and they make a run at the guy, right? I mean, there's there's gonna be some sleepers along the way. Uh, um, you know, and 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 a, a team like New England would be one of those really interesting ones. I, you know, Washington's gonna change ownership groups, it certainly looks like if you know, if if Snyder moves on. Um, hey, there's three really good wide receivers right now in Washington. Could Washington make sense? They've got four first round picks on the defensive line. I mean, that's a that, that that's a team that's a quarterback away, right, Gary? They, they found a way to win eight nine games this year with with Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. You make a slight upgrade at that position. Um, and you're all basically sudden, talking about a third of the teams in the NFL could use. Yeah, no, no game. question, right? Yeah, so. Right. So that right. so uh, Gutekunz is going to have some options, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, what, one topic I wanted to address as well is 
Uh, Packers are now obviously in their offseason, and they got a ton of work to do on both sides of the ball. What would be your two biggest, oh, what's the term I'm looking for, things they have to do to get back on track this offseason? Two things that really stand out in, in your mind that need fixing. Well, I mean, let's start with the run defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which which was clearly the black eye and 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 something that opposing offenses took full advantage of um, in terms of controlling clock, controlling tempo, controlling pace of a football game. They've got to get that short up, undoubtedly, Gary. Um, to me. They have two very similar inside linebackers, you know, big uh, or tall, at least lanky. They're both about six, four Campbell and Walker. That is uh, both run pretty well, but Gary, neither one of them is a thumper in the middle there. Neither one of them does a very good job taking on blocks, uh, shedding guards, shedding centers, etc. things like that. Um, I, I have a hunch that up front, at least, you know, Lowry won't be back. Uh, Jaron Reed might not be back in all likelihood. I would think they'll go big Gary and Kenny Clark might bounce outside to end. They'll go slate and it knows. And, um, and, and the kid who was a rookie this year, Devonte Wyatt goes to end as well. And, and so they would have a lot more beef than Gary up front. If that's the case, um, but I think, I think they need a thumper in the middle. They're obviously not moving on from Quay Walker, even though he is a knucklehead. Um, and, and we could spend a whole podcast on that. Um, but do they cut a Devondre Campbell, Gary, who definitely didn't play nearly as well in 2022 as he did in 2021, he got the big contract last off season. They're going to have a lot of interesting moves to make Gary financially to, to get their books in line salary cap wise. Um, they've, that they're going to have to clear out a couple of contracts of, of, you know, much like they did last off season, Gary with Zadarius Smith. And mm-hmm. is Devondre Campbell, one of those guys on the hot seat? Absolutely. I think he is. And, and then do you, then do you find yourself, you know, a guy who can be a little bit more of a thumper in the run game. And then you turn Quay Walker loose and let him chase after quarterbacks a little bit more Gary uh, as well, because we saw, he does have that skill set. We saw that late in the year. Uh, he is pretty explosive off the edge and he can get home if, if you let him get after some quarterbacks. But I think if that's the case, they need a different partner for him, maybe an inside linebacker. So, I mean, they've got to, they've got to shore up the run game, Gary. Um, and, and actually when you extend that to the back as well, you know, Adrian Amos is now done. He'll be an unrestricted free agent, whether they bring him back or not remains to be seen they're married yet. They're committed to Darnell Savage because a year ago they picked up his, his fifth year option. You know, he actually played well the last couple of games of the year, the last couple of games of the year. I, I had given up on the dude and all yeah. of a sudden it's like, Hey, you know what? He, he found his way again. So I think they got a tough decision there as well. No, they absolutely do. And if they move on from him, Gary, then they need two new safeties. So, um, because I, I, you know, Adrian Amos is a guy, he's 30. Now he's starting to slip a little bit. He didn't have his best season. I, I, I still like 90% of what that guy does in terms of leadership and communication and, and, you know, and, and being one of the guys 
you know, on the foot, on that football team that kind of holds everything together at, at tricky times. But um, it, it is, it is tough to give a third contract. And I've, I, I've preached against it on this podcast many times to give a third contract to a guy um, who's starting to sl- show some slippage and, and hitting that, you know, 30 year old age or, or mm-hmm. even, or, or even older. So I, I don't expect Amos back um, and you could need two new safeties. So that, that to me, Gary is kind of the, what I see on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I think most of their pieces are still in place. I, I think the, I think the pass defense will be really good again. When you, when you talk about Stokes coming back and Jair Alexander coming off a pro bowl year and Rasul Douglas being a pretty solid player. And I guess there's always a chance Douglas can move to safety Gary. Um, and that's something they could screw around with this, this off season. But I think most of the pieces are in place on the defensive side of the ball, um, you asked the, the biggest, you know, the other biggest thing they've got to find another playmaker to, or, or two Gary in the pass game uh, on the offensive side of the ball, whether that's a tight end and they draft one high, you know, maybe even as high as number 15 or, or they had a first round wide receiver um, for the first time since they took Javon Walker a million years ago, Gary, they, but they need one more big time weapon in the pass game. I mean, I, I think Christian Watson has shown you, that he has the ability to be special. He's just got to do it more consistently and he has to stay healthy. I think Romeo dubs can be that, that perfect number two, that maybe catches you 70 balls and averages about 11, 12 yards uh, per, per reception. And he's just kind of a steady guy there next, next to Watson, but they need a third one, Gary. Um, and really as much as anything, they, they need somebody to stretch the middle of the field. Uh, if, if, if you watch Christian Watson, most of his work is done on the outside. Robert Tunyon uh, w- was nowhere near the same player in 2022. And I love Robert Tunyon, but he was nowhere near the same player in 2022 that he was in 2020. Uh, you know, when he caught 11 touchdowns before he blew out his knee then in, in 2021, they could really use a tight end Gary that, that, you know, stretches the middle of the field or another, another wide receiver. That's, that's capable of doing that. I don't know if you remember this. Back in the middle of the season when it, it when, when the Packers were going south and it looked like they were going to get a top 10 pick, I brought up Michael Mayer's name, the uh, yeah. tight end from Notre Dame. And yep. I, I couldn't agree with you more. They, they got to find a big-time tight end, not one who can block and one who can catch, and he can do both. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some, obviously, some very good other players on the board at that time, but – I couldn't agree with you more. They they need a playmaker in the worst way. If you look at all these teams that are that are that are still standing in the playoffs, they got playmakers. And uh, oh, you know one thing too. Going going back to uh, Devondre Campbell, I I couldn't agree with you more. He he was uh, on my list here uh, as well as uh, your comment about drastically improving the run defense. That was my number two item, but. With Campbell, I, I couldn't believe this. You know how many games this year he had five or fewer tackles? I'm going to guess eight. Yeah, a little high. He had five games. Okay. Five or fewer. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that, that, that's just not acceptable. And I know he was banged up and and so forth. But, again, you, you, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think they got to evaluate uh, that situation. You know, very seriously as well. My my number one thing was your number two, and that's playmakers. I mean, if you look around the NFL, I, I think seven 
of the teams that are in the playoffs, Rob, finished in the top 11 in offense yards per game, okay? Right. And and, and the Packers just don't have, outside of Watson, anybody that can uh, make that big play. No, I, I I totally agree, and 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 whether that's draft or a trade or whatever, I mean, they, again, they, they they could they could get themselves some draft capital, probably not for twenty twenty three, but certainly for twenty twenty four. You know, if, if if they move Aaron Rodgers here, because they'd have to do it after June one, so in all likelihood, those draft picks would be for the following season. But they are sitting at number fifteen, Gary. That's a perfect spot to get a big time playmaker and. And if there's a guy that they love, they're up already high enough that moving from 15 to 12, moving from 15 to 10 won't cost them nearly as much as where they are in a normal year. Normally they're in that mid to late twenties range uh, because they've had such a, such a successful season that they're picking near the end of the draft. Well, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to move from let's say 28 up to 10 or 12. Yeah, sitting there at yeah. 15 Gary, if there's a guy that, that they're absolutely in love with, who's there at 9, 10, 11, 12. It's, it's not going to kill them to move up and get that guy. And now would be the chance. Now would be the time to, to go ahead and, and, and do something like that. No, I I'm with you. I, I said, run defense first. It's the first thing that popped into my head, but I would agree with you a thousand percent. Number one for them would have to be adding, adding more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, because they were, you know, you look at every major statistical category that's out there and they were right in the middle of the pack this year. Um, you know, their, their, their scoring offense, Gary was dreadful and yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've got to find a way to get that back into the, to the mid to high twenties and, you know, not in the teens or the low twenties. And, and that's the challenge moving forward. I, I Gary, I think they've got enough pieces on the offensive line where that, you know, especially if they do elect to bring back Bakhtiari and, and I, again, I, I think it's a bloated contract at this point in time, but he is your best option on the football team. It does have the ability to turn into a pretty good offensive line. When you look at the youth that they'd have on the right side with, with Myers and Runyon and Tom, because I don't think there's a chance in heck they're going to resign Yash Nijman. Um, I, I think he's one of the unrestricted guys that they just wave goodbye to. But you've got two, at least former Pro Bowlers, then on the left side. You've got some youth that's starting to blossom on the right side. You've got some depth uh, there. I'm sure they'll draft a couple more in the mid to later rounds to add to the depth. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I think they'll they'll restructure the Aaron Jones contract, and he'll be back with Dylan. And so then it really comes down to finding, you know, a tight end. Gary, they, they have they haven't had a, a playmaking tight end since Jermichael Finley a decade ago. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, since, since since his career, unfortunately, you know, uh, came to that abrupt end with the neck injury. So, um, it, it you know it, it's time for them to find one of those a, a tight end that actually scares an opponent, and and add one more piece at wide receiver. And Gary, if they do that and, and, and it, Hey, it's going to be a challenge because all this stuff we're talking about, you know, we're not even mentioning salary cap stuff. They've, they've got to find a way to get their, you know, to stay under the cap when they do all this and, and they're, and, and they are pressed tight against it, even as we're doing this podcast today, Gary, um, with their top 51 guys. So it's uh, it, it's going to be a challenge, but, but if they want to get back to the top of the NFC or challenge in the conference, uh, that is absolutely what they would have to do, Gary, uh, by the time the start of the season rolls around in 23. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as it gets uh, closer to the uh, draft, you and I will be doing 
some podcasts on that. It, it, it's, you know, every draft is important, but to me, this is critical. If they can get a tight end with that pick, it not only makes them better at tight end, I think it makes Watson even more dangerous on the outside because they, they can't double him nearly as often as they would if they don't have to worry about the tight end. But uh, yeah, there's there's going to be so much to talk about in the next three, four months. No uh, doubt. So, hey, the, the playoffs, believe it or not, are still going on. Let's real quickly, just real quickly, go through your picks. Uh, let's start out with Jacksonville KC. I, I'm a Trevor Lawrence fan, but I'm a bigger Patrick Mahomes fan. I like KC. They're favored by eight and a half points. Yeah, let, let me just say, first of all, Gary, th- th- there's not a better weekend for football than this one coming up, right? When you yeah, get exactly because you, you know you're at eight, you're at eight teams, which means four games, and and the quality of these games is so remarkable. Um, when when you when you hit this level, um, no, I'm with you. Kansas City will win that football game, um, but boy, Jacksonville is one of those teams that's on the rise, hey, and has one heck of a bright future. They. They, they went crazy in free agency last off season. It seems they hit on a lot of it and it took Trevor Lawrence about a year and a half, Gary, but he really figured things out and uh, their passing game got rolling the second half here of 2022. They're in that God awful division with, with Tennessee, Indianapolis and Houston. They should dominate that division for the next five to seven years with Trevor Lawrence. Um, and uh, th- their future is incredibly bright, but it won't be bright. Uh, Saturday afternoon, I, w- I would think when the Chiefs run them out of Arrowhead. Yep. Then we got Giants and Philly. Uh, I think this game could get really ugly. The Giants have been walking on the edge all season. Uh, Eagles are favored by seven and a half points, and I think they'll cover. This is my upset of the weekend. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're we're going to definitely, definitely disagree. If, okay. if, you watched Hurt, if you watched Hurts when he came back, for the in, in week 18, the 17th game of the season, he was not sharp, Gary. He was not very good. Their offense has not been good the last couple of games down the stretch. Um, I think Philly peaked in November, maybe early December, Gary, and they've they, they've, shown, they've shown some slippage a little bit since then. Um, I think this game is extremely close. The the Giants and, and Daybold are as well coached, really, as anybody in football, man what they did in Minnesota last week and, and really Gary with what should be a pop gun offense. Um, you know, they went up and down the field all day against, against the Vikings and um, man, they, they, they got a career game. I'll tell you what back. Heartland Arrowhead could go up and down the field on that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But, but no, yeah. I no, I mean, da- I mean, Daniel Jones is, is, is showing why he was the sixth pick in the draft, you know, four years ago or whatever. Um, I think the Giants keep that close all night. I think the networks are ecstatic, Gary, that it turns out to be a field goal game late, and I think the Giants steal it. Okay. Now, this is a game I I think is going to be outstanding. Cincinnati at Buffalo. I'm pulling for the Bills, obviously, all they've gone through. And I would like to see the Bills win a Super Bowl. I I mean, those fans have been so devoted and so behind their team all these years. I I think they're well-deserving of that, but – I got Cincinnati winning this. Uh, Joe Cool, I mean, I know that's Joe Montana, but I call Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, uh, the second, and and Jamar Chase. I I just love that combination, and I think somehow they're gonna be they're gonna upset the Bills. The Bills are favored by five points. 
Yeah, th- this game really should be on a neutral field, shouldn't it, Gary? Um, you know, that that's a whole nother another subject. Um, you know, Cincinnati was, you know, had that home game taken away from them and you know, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, with with the Hamlin situation. And had they won that game, Gary, this, this game would have been in Cincinnati. And they obviously ended up canceling the game. Gary, when we did this back in August or September, my, my Super Bowl pick was Buffalo against San Francisco. And and I'm going to stick with that, I guess, until the bitter end, because it, it you know, whatever, I, I, I guess I stay loyal to my to my to my picks, but I'm, I'm kind of I, I, I have a I have a bad feeling about this. You know, nobody turned the ball over in the league this year more than Buffalo. Josh Allen's been sloppy with the football. Um, they can be unbelievably dynamic and and go up and down the field on you three straight times, and then all of a sudden turn it over two in a row, much like they did Gary in that Sunday night game against the Packers. They dominated that game early, and then Josh Allen started throwing the ball all over the place into the guys in the wrong color jerseys. Cincinnati, Gary, five straight playoff games. They've won the they've won the turnover turnover war. They've 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 won the turnover differential category. Um, and a lot of times that decides a winner in these games. I'm going to pick Buffalo, Gary, because they were my Super Bowl pick. Um, but I don't feel very good about it. You're exactly right. Joe Burrow has been unbelievable in in some of these big time games. Joe Cool is the perfect name for him. He's just he's Joe Cool part two, isn't he? Um, sure is. Second coming of of Joe Montana. Um, I'm going to pick the Bills, Gary, but I don't love it. Okay, and then we have the one that's going to intrigue me the most, and, and I this is going to be a TV ratings extravaganza: <laughs> Dallas and San Francisco. And I know you picked the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by three and a half points. All indications are they're going to win, but. Uh, this is strictly a gut feeling. I, I like what the what's happening in Dallas. I, I think they're on a mission, and uh, I, I think Brock Purdy's going to be exposed. I mean, he's been living the high life uh, so far, but I, I, I'm not still sold, and I, I think this is going to be, you know, the ultimate test for him. Well, he's pulled the lever on that slot machine like exactly eight weeks, and it's come up. It's come up, you know three cherries in a row or whatever. Right. And, it's, yeah. and the money just keeps pouring out of that slot machine for Purdy. Yeah. I mean, you're right, Gary, at some point in time, you'd think he'd get exposed and, and Dallas has the defensive front to do that. And, and Micah Parsons can absolutely wreck a football game like he did against Tom Brady the other night. Um, I think San Francisco has the better roster, Gary, top to mm-hmm. bottom. I think they have the I best agree. roster. In, I think they have the best roster in football and, and all they're asking Purdy to do is not mess it up. And, and up until now, that's exactly what he's done. And he'll get the ball short to, to McCaffrey or, or Debo Samuel or Kittle or whatever. And they'll turn it into monster plays because they're just that gifted on um, that side of the ball with some of those offensive playmakers. Hey, it's a great story. If Mike McCarthy can go on and, and take that team to a Super Bowl after the nonsense he had to go through with Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay. And it certainly seems like he has a much better relationship with a Dak Prescott than, than he ever did with, with an Aaron Rodgers. But, but I am going to pick San Francisco, Gary. Um, again, I, I think top to bottom, it's a better roster, but you're right. I, I can't even imagine what that number is going to be Sunday night. It, it's going to be through the rough. It's going to be 20 times what an NBA uh, playoff game would draw. It's going to be 15 times what a major league baseball playoff game mm-hmm. would draw. Um, 
I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a thriller though, Gary. I bet that's like 31 30 San Fran. You could, you could get some kind of, you know, repeat of, of the catch or something like that. One of these great historical games that have been played, uh, not just 49ers Cowboys, but you know, uh, in NFL history that this shapes up to be one of those kind of football games, Gary. Okay. Well, let's hop ahead. You obviously uh, picked the bills and the 49ers, which, which is outstanding. I picked uh, the chiefs and the Rams to be in the super bowl. Thank, thank you, Matthew Stafford, <laughs> for getting hurt. But uh, anyways, let just I want to get your uh, Super Bowl pick. I got the Chiefs over the Cowboys, 34-27. Yeah, I'm going to stay with what I did back in, you know, yeah. late summer, Gary. I'm, I'm going to go 49ers over the Bills. Bills, Bills suffer another heartbreak. Um, you, you know, I, I don't know what the score would be. Let's call it 30-27 or something like that. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to pick just what I did four or five months ago and and go San Francisco over Buffalo. Yeah. You know, I'm into uh, TV ratings. I should have been a TV critic. But anyways, uh, the all-time record for a Super Bowl is 114 million viewers. Okay. And that was the uh, Seattle-New England game back in 2015 with Russell Wilson and a guy named Brady. Uh, so 114 <laughs> million. I don't know if they're going to challenge that, but if those two, any of these teams get in, especially the Cowboys, uh, I think they got a chance. At, by the way, speaking of ratings, I, I don't know if you saw this, Rob. They had a list recently of the 50 most watch sports shows of 2022, okay? 45 were NFL games. <laughs> Not surprised. 45 out of the 50, uh, th- there were three college football games. Uh, there was a, the FIBA, FIBA game, of course, which was great, but it wasn't in the, in the top 10, I don't think. And then uh, there was an Olympic show from the Winter Olympics. But uh, no NBA, no MLB. Wow. Well, I mean, just it's just absolutely staggering. So, Gary, yeah. you're telling me out of the top 50, there was not one NBA or one Major League Baseball game in the top 50? Correct. Correct. That is unbelievable. Wow. It is. I mean, who, who thought that would ever be the case? I mean, you know, I mean, right now – the 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 second most uh, viewed sport is college football, right? I mean, right. but that that that's a country mile behind the NFL, of course. So. And 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 that'll only intensify and go up, Gary, when that playoff system goes to twelve here in a couple of years from four. Because think think how great on New Year's Eve their their semifinal games were, uh, the Michigan TCU, right, and then the then the Georgia, uh, the Georgia Ohio State game. Those ratings, I would assume, are, were, were terrific. And 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 Gary, now you think in a couple of years when college football takes that from four to twelve, and you've got a three week or four week window there where the college football playoffs are dominating uh, the, the the headlines and and the and the news cycle and the talk um, that that's only going to get crazier and crazier. It you you know a couple of years from now, Gary, I guess my point there is you could see all fifty of the top fifty being football. Yeah, quite quite possible. I thought for sure you were going to say when when the uh, college football playoff expanded that it would lead to a uh, Wisconsin national championship. <laughs> well, I think that's just a given, Gary. I didn't yeah, exactly. say that. I mean, you I are just, the leader of that bandwagon in Madison. <laughs> oh, and in Fickle, we trust, my friend. It's it, it's been a free agent bonanza since he showed up in town. It's it's only a matter of time before that national championship flag is being flown at Camp Randall. 
There you go. I'm going to call you Bucky from now. Bucky Rachel. <laughs> All my friends call me Robbie Redcoat. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we can go with that one too, Gary. There you go. Well, Rob, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, we, we had a, just a unbelievably fun season. I, I don't know how great it was, but it's certainly fun. And uh, I can't thank you enough. You, you, your contributions were greatly appreciated. And uh, I also want to thank uh, all our loyal listeners who followed us from uh, the start to the finish. So take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wuffle and Wuffle's Press Box.com.